Good afternoon, Patriots. And today is Monday, April 17th in the year 2023. For those of you that like that number 17, I don't really care. But I just thought I'd highlight it because there's a bunch of people that'll go like, oh, 17. Yeah, it's a date. It's a number. It's all good. Don't worry. The world's still going to be here tomorrow, and it's still going to be as crazy as it ever was. But what can I say? Patriots, one thing that is absolutely for sure right now is that we need to keep our health strong. And by doing that, we means we need to be using those products that'll ensure good health, strong immune systems. And what does that look like? Well, that's why we have Field of Greens. Field of Greens has literally become my favorite product to take. As of all of them I've tried. And this is a daily one scoop, mix it with water, shake it up, drink it like a drink, and it goes down fast. It's the first thing I do every single morning, other than wake up. It usually helps. But I have that every morning before I start my day. It is an all-organic whole food product made here in the good old United States with headquarters in Texas. You can't get better than that. This product is fantastic, and each of the whole foods that is in it is designed specifically for a portion of your body, somewhere to boost its efficiency, boost its immunal strength, whatever. And all of these together just with one scoop every morning mixed with water. Fantastic product, super high quality, great for you, fits the whole context of whole foods as God intended to heal and keep our body strong. So where do you find it? You head over to fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. The link is below the podcast every time. You can find it there, and you will get 15% off when you use the BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S, in case you didn't know how to spell that. And then if you sign up for the monthly subscription, which you can cancel or suspend at any time, so it's no risk, you'll get an additional 10% off. So that's a total of 25% off. Fantastic deal. Great product. And here's the thing. If you take it and you go to your next doctor's appointment and the doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because your health is grand, meaning it looks better, then they will give you your money back if you so choose. I love this product. I am one now. I've constantly been seeking out whole food products rather than all these science label products that I need a science dictionary to understand. This is a product that you can just read and know what it says, what's in it, and you can count on it. So check it out, fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS. All right, Patriots, we've got some crazy news coming out of... Um. We have some crazy news coming out of the the Australian continent right there. And it is this. It is a 16 hive. This is a story about 16 hives that they're destroying for eradication. Take a listen to this. And this is apparent. I've had other confirmations that this is not isolated to one place. Take a listen. 30 minutes, the DPI is showing up. And they're going to pour 250 milliliters of petrol in each one of our hives, or 17 of them. These are the two guys that have come in. I'm assuming that there will be more. We've proven that we have no varroa mite in our hives. They don't even test it. In fact, they're here to just destroy it. They come here, they've got their petrol, they're pouring it into our hives. They don't care about you. They care about their money. They care about destroying us. They didn't even test our hives and they're just killing them. They, they haven't even, get that in their heads, they haven't even tested for something they're killing for. That makes no sense. If you kill off the bee pollinators, you are going to end up forcing people to eat sea bugs and you're going to end up forcing them to eat lab-grown food. That's the whole intention here. They're trying to eliminate the small producers so that they can control everything and put everything under corporate control. Once they get under corporate control, 
then they're able to force you to eat exactly what they want. Bee pollinators are essential. And the problem is Australians don't have any way of defending themselves. So these folks, these poor folks have a state militia, well, state tyranny, jackboots coming into their property. They have no way of defending themselves. The guys come in by force. They literally pushed them aside. And I watched the video, and it's in our family, family room if you want to check it out on Telegram. And they literally pour in petrol inside the hives and they burn the, and destroy the hives. It's sickening. And they're doing this all over Australia for the Varel mite, which can be controlled through other means. And this is all, again, intended to force people off the land, force them into these 15-minute imprisoned cities and eat the bugs and the food that they grow. Patriots, there is a reason we have the Second Amendment. There is a reason for that. And when we get to a certain point, all of that line has to be there. We have to understand, and this is what I talked about last night, know your red lines. There are certain lines that these people cannot cross. They'll talk a lot, but when they start actually doing and stripping our rights away for processing and eating natural and healthy food, then we've gone too, we've gone too far. And that's exactly where they keep pushing this. And again, we're not saying here, line up and go, go storm the, the castle, though that maybe that would be a good thing. But the fact is that these people have learned through COVID that the one thing that humans will do is they will comply and they will hesitate. And in particular, in particular, the Christian community has been hesitant to step in. Look at what's happening with the transgenders. This is crazy. If you're following what's happening with transgenders across the globe, the other dialogue that they're pushing aggressively, which is part of their agenda, is to normalize pedophilia. They're asking for laws to protect pedophilia. And if you look at what's happening in Oregon, Washington, California, they're backdooring it. How are they doing it? Because they're giving children authority without their parents' consent at any age to have abortion and to have sex changes. These are, these are impressionable kids. And so they're backdooring the authorities of the children to bypass the laws. It's ridiculous. People have to stand up. And I keep saying this, it means getting into your communities, getting into the face of these lawmakers, getting in the face of your sheriff and putting pressure on it. And women, I keep telling you, if you want to move the world, get a bunch of you together and start visiting the sheriff every day and meet with his wife and meet with the council members' wives. They, they can't withstand that pressure. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Men cannot extend, it cannot withstand the pressure of angry moms. They will give in and you will win. And then, of course, hopefully the men will be surrounding you and supporting you. It's good. All right, patriots. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we are blessed in this time to be here and to be together as we do each and every day to assemble, to pray, to bring our fellowship onto a global level to really start focusing on what is needed. Right now, Father, we have two challenges before us. And these challenges are immense. They are the lines of faith and the lines of action. Literally the metaphor of Peter and Jesus in the garden, the sort of steel and the sort of, of spirit. And Father, while we are looking at the love thy neighbor, there is equally a responsibility that each and every one of us has to know our lines and what we're willing to commit to and to have that very clear in their head. And so, Father, today we're going to begin our prayer by praying for strength and courage and clarity. These things will provide people with the solidness 
of what they need, and we're praying for your guidance in these difficult times. These are not easy steps to make. But we also know that as we embrace this walk in Christ, as Jesus has shown us himself with the flipping of tables, standing in the middle of the Pharisees in the temple, calling them out, it takes courage, and it takes a mighty warrior to stand up to evil. And in this period of time, we need more of that. And the only group that can truly lead with that is the remnant, Father. So we're praying for the strength in the remnant. We're praying for the mighty strength in the remnant to be able to move forward, to be able to step into these places, to speak boldly and to speak fearlessly into what is wrong. We are dealing with an enemy that works on intimidation. We are dealing with an enemy that works on threat. We are dealing with an enemy that constantly is agitating and it's manipulating and even programming its agents of terror. Transgenders, unfortunately, are so laden with drugs and destroyed that they have become emotionally unstable and subject to many of the ills of the demonic. And those ills of the demonic are lashing out directly at people with violence, as we have seen with the active shooter in the school recently. So, Father, in this time, what we are truly praying for is the strength to stand boldly regardless and to know that there is a line that cannot be crossed. There is a line in our world that if we continue to let it be pushed upon us, we will roll over and be the victims of the very things that we are supposed to be stewarding against. So today we pray for that strength and whatever form that strength takes in people's lives. And Father, equally, there's prayers here today for the balance because too often What we hear is, we shall pray, which is exactly as we should do, but seldom do we hear the balance of, we shall stand. And so, Father, right now, we're also praying for the balance of these two. The reality is that we shall pray as we shall stand, and not one or the other, and not shuttle the standing back to the background somewhere, because nowhere in our scriptures does it say that. And yet, And forgive me, Father, if I misinterpret this, but it sure seems very much like it's the convenience and ease and, quote, safety of praying rather than the boldness needed in the warrior heart to stand up and and to lean in. So we pray for that warrior heart. We pray for the bold heart to lean in and to be part of the solution. We must absolutely be bold in this time. This enemy is on the move. And while it's convenient for people to write narratives about a global effect and there's a global psyop going on and that this is all about waking up humanity, et cetera, et cetera, that doesn't relinquish our responsibility as victims continue to mount. Children have been victimized. Children continue to be victimized. And elderly continue to be victimized. And while it spreads on social media, we still lack the collective outrage as a people to stand up and say that is wrong. Sadly, people really do believe that some of this is okay. And it's, it's beyond any comprehension of humanity how you can think it's okay to mutilate your genitals, mutilate your reproductive organs, put people on drugs, or worse, in another end of that spectrum, abuse elderly, stick them away in homes, cast them out from their families, think that it's normal because it's convenient for us, or even the middle class, the middle body of our population, the millennials that are dying like flies from this vax. We have a significant issue here, Father. 
And much of this is going to require that we get into the streets, speak to people, preach the word, and be bold in the face of evil, but know our red lines. And our red lines are hard to, hard to deal with because people don't want to have to think about the consequences of taking action. And yet, if we don't, the enemy continues to move. So, Father, we pray for that strength again, the understanding that is, we are under siege. We are in a war. And in a war... We are waging this war. Being, this war is being waged against us from all angles. If it had been artillery and been bombs and been rockets, we would get this easily. But this isn't the way the devil works. He's the father of lies. And he's waging an all-out war against us. And we need to be bold to be able to stand against it. Sometimes that means being the only one in the crowd. But as we see events like this happening around the world, highlighted by them trying to take away food and take away the right for people to have a living and take away the right for this beautiful earth to be pollinated, we're again, we're at a war that's going right to the core of what sustains us. And sadly, there's just so little counteraction happening. So Father, the prayers today are the awakening of the warrior heart, the awakening of that heart to know that we have a line to hold here no matter what. And it must, we must get more bold. We must be more outspoken. We must be more ferocious in the face of this enemy. And that enemy will not like it. We know that. This enemy will not enjoy at all being crushed. But we can because we have the authorities. So Father, guide us in these times, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is a difficult time, and it's not an easy perspective to hold. But in the sense of war, people need to understand that war is here. War is upon us. And war is a process that takes many different forms. We're in the fifth generation of warfare that's using information, it's using influence as mechanisms to control us and to have us submit. And it is as lethal and as deadly as any war you could ever be part of. In fact, I have argued for many years that information warfare is more destructive than any form of warfare because it leaves mental scars and it creates deep divisions that are almost impossible at times to get over. Our role has never been more profound and more significant than in this time. When we talk about things like Sourdough revolution, it's serious. This is a serious counteroffensive when we take it and do it to share and break bread with our neighbor, to try to get them to understand and slowly awaken to what's going on and at the same time be blessed with a gift and offering. But there's also a real physical threat. And that physical threat, if it's given enough latitude and enough rope, will, will eventually come to your door. There's no stopping it. If you look at what's just happened in the state of Washington, and this is where I push back on a lot of this Q stuff that's going on because everybody's like, oh, patriots are in control. Well, okay, that's wonderful. Glad it's an easy talk. I'd love to believe it. But here's the truth. Washington just passed a law that if you as a parent deny your child the right to get a gender-flipping surgery, the state can intercede and take your child away, and they do not have to tell you where they place your child in holding. If your child runs away, 
then they have the right to pick up your child and not inform you as the parent where that child is. That's the same in California, and they're trying the same in Oregon. And the one thing you need to understand about these three states is they work to influence the rest of the country. They are coastal cities, California, Oregon, and Washington. Oregon ends up being a test bed. Then they push it out to California and Washington, and then they try to reach it onto the East Coast. At the same time, you do have some positives going on in Florida where they're they're pushing for death penalty for pedophiles, which I think is fantastic. But again, we have to be vigilant. And this stuff is very real. So if you're living other than in a blue state, which I can understand, I'm good for you, but don't let your guard down. Just because you're in a red state doesn't mean there's not crazy stuff happening. And this sort of stuff's insidious. There, there is such a timidness in our political system and our corporate body to speak out against this transgender ideological attack because they're trying to mainstream what is effectively minorities. And the reason they're doing it is in a couple of, I mean, there's a couple of reasons and I've mentioned them, but part of those reasons is they are going after the rights for artificial intelligence by pluralizing gender. I don't know if you realize this or not. I just studied this this morning and I just was stunned. They've already accomplished a major goal and I didn't even realize they did it. You have transgenders and they keep using this term cis, C-I-S. I, I had no idea what it was. Cis means you've, you are simply of the birth that you were given at time of birth. You are simply of the sex of the birth you were given or the sex at birth. That means that they've now categorized every single person in the world who is not transgender as cis. They redefined everything. And this is becoming legal verbiage. So it's not a man and a woman anymore. It's cis. And this is why they keep pushing back on these biological definitions because they are pluralizing this. All of this is setting the stage for legalization of pedophilia and legalization of AIs, rights, the rights to artificial intelligence and robotics. And it's happening around the clock. So it's important that people stand up and understand what we're dealing with. And unfortunately, that's going to require a more bold and aggressive pulpit. You need a backbone to be a pastor. You need a backbone to be a preacher. These guys are born without spines. They should not be in those churches. And if they did have a spine in the past, it was surgically removed at seminary. You got it. So. And they should not be in these churches. They shouldn't have these titles. They shouldn't have the positions. And I pray to God that God cleanses the house of the Lord and just wipes these people out of his churches and raises up men that will preach with fire and, and power and declare the word of the Lord. We can't go on anymore with churches being led by cowards. Bingo. Fully agree. You can't. We are at a point right now when the country needs leadership in big ways, wherever it comes about, and the church is being revived. I'm seeing fantastic pastors rising up, but they're not rising up in the traditional way. They're being called. And I think that's an incredible thing to see because God is rebuilding his church. But we do need the strength in this voice. We need the uncompromising strength in this voice. You know, the, the thing is that our, our founding fathers were part of a time and an era where the pulpit was powerful. And our pastors did not hesitate at a certain point to drop the black robe and step into the regiments because they understood a final line was 
was crossed. They understood that to continue, they would lose everything. I'm not telling you we are there yet, but I am telling you this time is coming. So let me just close with this perspective, which I think is very important, and it's the watchers on the wall perspective. We know that there's watchers on the wall. We got it. And those are going to be kind of your point of the spear type warriors. And the scripture talks about those that repair the wall, they have a brick in one hand and a sword in the other. So the workers right behind there are prepared to fight. And then they go on to there's people behind that, like there's governance people and there's educators and there's, and I'm sure we could even add to that gardeners. But I want you to imagine something of where each of our role is, because this is a very important perspective to take in. There are watchers on the wall right now, on the very point. And I know that for many, it's unconscionable to think of the fact that, well, you know, I'm just, this is going to be a a walk we're going to have to do and we're going to have to pray a lot. Good. And you should. But here's the deal. If that wall gets breached, the watchers are going to join immediately with the bricklayers who are going to raise their sword because they're going to fight to repair that breach in the wall. But if the breach is significant, that means that the teachers, that are teaching the students, have to defend the students. And hopefully the students have been taught how to raise a sword and defend themselves. And the gardener that's sitting farther back inside the compound, he is going to have to protect the food source and rally together all of those there. In other words, everybody at one point or another is a soldier in this fight. That's a perspective that I hold and I hold very dearly. And when we understand that place and understand the layering Not everybody's called to be the point on the spear. I get that. But everybody is called to pray. I get that. But at some point, as I say, the metaphor with Peter and Jesus, there's always that sort of steel. Never deny the importance of that line. I hope this never comes this way. But this aggressive enemy that's moving is not stopping. And the thing is that what's happening here is we start to witness more and more violence because people aren't standing up. And they're thinking that there's no consequences. If you're one that says, well, I'm praying for Jesus, the consequences will come. That's not the way I walk, just so we're clear. Because I think, I truly believe that we've been given stewardship of this earth. And while we will have a moment in time when Christ will return, it is our job and we are held accountable for how we steward this earth. Letting the little ones be victimized, letting random people be victimized. There's a call out now because this elderly couple defended their home and they're making a big deal. They're an 80-year-old couple that are now in the Midwest that now they're calling to riot and destroy their home because a black kid decided to try to rob them. Okay? This is the line that has to stop. This sort of exploitation by race, exploitation by nonsense. And this is what the left does. They try to rally the emotions of these people. They're highly agitated. They're not thinking clearly. I don't know what's influencing them. But the fact of the matter is that as we move forward, this isn't going to get easier. We're dealing with a time of crisis. We're dealing with a time of transition. We're dealing with the decline of the U.S. capital corporate empire. We're dealing with a lot of changes. And as that happens, there's going to be a necessity for every single person to understand the importance of their role, both in prayer and both in in security of their home. It has to be like that, unfortunately, but that's the world in which we live. All right, patriots, tonight I'll see you there 
at Bards FM. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win 
at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.